Good day to good, you all. Good morrow. How welcome to Three Funny Ladies, first of all, before we get into the pleasantries. <laughs> that is Joseph Um Timothy Bailey. I don't know. I don't have I don't have anything. At least it's um seasonal. <laughs> and that is Susan Ebenezer Jacobs. Yes. That is yes, correct. <laughs> How are things in Glockamora? They're okay. What's happening? What's going on? Oh, just the same old bullshit. Um, you know, I hate Christmas, so I just can't wait for it to be over. Um, uh, my back is feeling a little better today mm. because I slept flat on my bed mm. with a very flat pillow. So I didn't have pain all night. So that was very nice. That's good. Um, so that's really all that's happening. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. I've been watching. I got back into Sister Wives, which I was in a little while ago, and I got back into it. And all his wives have left him except for the one. I read that today. He's super gross, first of all. He is like the worst human being. How does he like, pull seriously? that much tang? Okay, first of all, don't call it Tang. <laughs> um, How does he play that much Pootie Tang? Thank you. <laughs> uh, show some respect. It's, the full name is Pootie Tang. Um, <clears throat> yeah, here's the thing. When he was younger, he was hot. I, I can say that. He, like, if he was a nice guy, he'd be hot. It's the hair for me. Oh, no, the hair's terrible. But it's, he's got a good-looking face. Um. Uh yeah no he's just a terrible person he really is a terrible person and i think this show did him no favors because they watch it back you can tell like you know how you can't tell in other confessionals for other uh, reality shows like are they watching the episode and then commenting mm -hmm. or are they just getting mm -hmm. questions i think they show them the episode mm. and then they comment on while they're watching because like he'll say something he'll be like well she always said and then they'll go to the confessional and the woman will be like i never said like or i didn't always say that like the way they're reacting it's like they're reacting from them hearing what he's just said on the episode Do you know what i mean mm -hmm, and i don't mm -hmm. think that did him many favors because i think they're like wow you're a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah he seems so yeah he's gross. just got the one wife now which you know what that's all he wanted was robin so exactly so he got what he wanted so shut the fuck up yeah and go the fuck away and what? go the fuck to sleep go the fuck to sleep uh what's up with you what's happening what's going on well uh as you know i have gotten a short break from the show that i'm doing yes, yes. um Yesterday we did our first show because we do two on Saturdays. And then I was at dinner with one of my castmates and we got a text from the stage manager saying that one of the interns had tested positive uh, for COVID um, between shows. For pregnancy and they did not want that to catch. Right, because so. that's disgusting. <laughs> because she's not even married. Um <laughs> So it was, yeah. So I don't, it was, it was weird. I don't, I don't think it was handled well to begin with. Okay. Why? I mean, it's, well, because it was really sort of like the onus was kind of put on, I felt 
like us, the cast, like, were we comfortable performing? That has happened to me as well. And, and I didn't like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand, like, because the show has is sold out. And so, like, they stood and they did ultimately lose a lot of money by canceling the second show yesterday and today. But, like, the interns are very instrumental in my performance because they help me. I have six bajillion quick changes. Mm. So I was in close contact with her yesterday mm. in the first show. And uh, she was also there on Friday. Um, so those two days I was in close contact with her. And I just was like, I'm very conflicted about it. Because I just, I don't know. I just, but I also am like, I don't want to make this decision. It shouldn't be up to me. And yeah, so kind of happened to me too. It's just not. Yeah. It's just, it's not comfortable. The yeah, whole like, thing was I, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like you got to make that. You can't put it on the actors because actors, you know, actors are, are complicated people and either you got the Harrison Fords of the world or you have everyone else and everyone else is very sensitive and people pleasers and wants to please people. And they, the show must go on and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but this is different. This is different. Yeah. And, and, and you have to give us a little bit of a break and make the decision for us. Cause we probably will make the wrong one nine times out of 10. Yeah. And I think really where it all started to go awry is because it was really the stage manager because we were on a break. And so the stage manager was still there. So she was the one who got the first knowledge of it all and mm -hmm. they could not reach anyone from the theater. Ah. at the time so then when the people from the theater came it sort of felt like and this is how i was receiving it i'm not saying that this is what they were doing but it felt like it's totally up to you guys you can totally feel free to say no but you better not say no ah. is how it felt to me see see we weren't there were only three of us in the cast so it was a it was easier and it was harder um uh and it wasn't it was when pete had covid so it wasn't anyone in the vicinity but it was like but i might have it and i don't know it yet right so this you know um and for a fraction of a second the onus was put on me to call it and i was like yeah i'm not doing that yeah it just should not be your decision and then and they never said like you better do it like they wanted just truly to make the decision on our own, but it was made clear that they kind of wanted us to do it. Yes. And I get that. That is totally understandable. Yeah. Because but you, it was like, yeah, I'm not okay. Like, come on. Yeah. So then ultimately, like at one point, like Danny said, you know, um, if we do the show, I'm just totally going to be thinking about it all during the show. And I was like, Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, and so they ultimately just made the decision to obviously cancel tonight, last night and today. So I got a little reprieve, but also tipping point also went down this weekend mm. and I was texting with someone from there today. And so what happened there is one of their actors tested positive on a Wednesday. They put in an understudy and then someone else tested positive on Thursday. They put in another understudy uh. then, and, and it just was the domino effect. And I'm like, so that ultimately they just had to cancel their closing weekend. Um, 
and Detroit rap also same thing. But I'm like, I just feel like we made the, I'm feel like the and right. Go comedy. Was, oh, really? Somebody in the Christmas show was positive. So they put in an understudy, but then the whole cast was sick the next day, but people yeah. were testing negative. And it's like, what do you do if you have to cancel the? So yeah. And it's like, just cancel the fucking show. Cause you got to think about it. It's not just all your actors. Okay. So all your actors are already sick. And I think that sometimes part of the thing, well, we're already already sick. Let's just do it. You can give it to an audience member now. Yeah. You can give it to your stage manager who can give it to their kid who can take it to school who get. So it's like, I think we're in a weird place where we're forgetting how serious it is. I think. Yeah. And it's numbers are surging again. And so I really feel like, I mean, it was very unfortunate that they lost all of that money. Um, but I ultimately feel like the right decision was made. Sure. sure. Um, because we still have five more performances to go. Oh so, God. I mean, better to has been running for nine years. I know. <laughs> so better to, cancel two and then hopefully do five rather than do two and then have to cancel five. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I had the day off and it really, I have to tell you, it was delightful. I have been having a really hard time with this show. I don't, I'm just, I don't find it enjoyable to do, to act anymore for short periods of time. Like at the end of the second weekend of the show, I was like, okay, I'm done with this now. You know, and I still have three weeks to go. So what do you, so let me, let me ask you this. Um, have you always like Detroit rep and it sounds like Williamston have really long runs of stuff, which I'm not used to. Um, and I've been burned out before on certain shows. Maybe I don't do a lot or maybe I'm not doing a good job and I never found it. And so it's kind of like, let's just get this over with. I'm cause I'm shit or you know, whatever. Is it the length of these runs? Is it the, like, do you like it at first and then it wears off or what, what's going on? Let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think the latter is predominantly what it is for me. Like I enjoy this show. I think it's fun. I love all of the people that I'm working with. I hate the drive. Um, and I just get tired of it. And it's like when I was in New York and doing eight shows a week, that was the first time that I was like, you know, like that show that I did ran for six months and after like three months in, I was like, I can't, I can't say these words anymore. And so it put me into therapy for the first time in my life to be like, oh, wow. why do I hate the thing that I love? You know, Let me ask now when you were doing that, was acting your job? Was that all you were doing? No, it was not because I wasn't making enough. Okay, so then then let me uh, wonder this for you. If it was your job and you didn't have to do anything else, do you think you'd feel the same? I say this as a person who did have to do however many shows a night all the time, but it was my job. So I didn't have to do anything during the day. When I went to the theater, it was like hanging out with my friends. Um, and, and I could still get sick of stuff, but yeah. do you think that would make a difference? That's an interesting question because I'm now thinking like when I was on the road and that's all that I was doing with shows, I don't remember feeling this way. I, I think it's, I think, and I'm speaking from myself because I will say, you know, I loved doing misery. I loved the care. I loved it. 
But I will say, even working from home and sitting on my ass all day, when it got to be 5.30 and, okay, now I have to hurry up and eat, and now I have to go to the theater, and I have to do, up until getting there, it was like, I don't want, I'm just tired, I just want to rest. And I think maybe if it was our job, um, we wouldn't feel the same way. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And the only reason I point that out to you is because I, it makes me feel sad that you would lose joy in acting altogether. And I don't know that that's it. I think it's just, it's too much and one thing has to give. And unfortunately, it's going to be the thing that doesn't pay you. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's, yeah, it's because all, like yesterday I was talking to, obviously to Danny, who was a friend of mine who was in the show. And then also Ryan, who was another castmate. We have time before the show starts where we're waiting upstairs to get the all clear to come down to places. So we were talking yesterday and I'm just like, I am so tired and I feel like I have no time to do anything except go to work and do this show. Mm -hmm. And like when I left here yesterday, when I left home yesterday to go do the show, like Joe was here and I was like, what are you doing today? And he was like, nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so nice. And with the way that the rehearsals went for the show, I haven't had a free Saturday since October. Yeah. Or Sunday for that matter. And that just was weighing so heavy on me yesterday because I left here yesterday like at noon and I was like, all right, well, have a good day and I'll see you tomorrow because I'm going to be home at 11 tonight. But I was talking to Ryan about it all. And I'm like, maybe I should just retire because if I don't get joy out of it, like, what's the point? And he said, I feel like if you were to quit acting, the world would be a sadder place. And I was like, Oh my God, that is such a sweet thing for you to say, you sweet, sweet man. Mm -hmm. um, I barely know you, and that just moved me so much. Um, so I don't know. I'm very grateful. I, when we were walking out to leave last night, um, I said to Danny, like, be careful what you wish for, because now I have a day free, but look at, you know, why I have the day free. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't just, know. I just think that, when um oh shoot i had something very profound to say and i think i lost it um because you know i've been thinking the same thing with my back and just because it also with what i have just gives me fatigue and when you're dealing with chronic pain that adds to the fatigue and all this kind of stuff and i've just thought god i don't know if i can do this anymore and it made me so sad because it's really what i'm best at and like <laughs> i would not be i would t be taking something away from the world you know like i'm my own ryan you know what i'm saying <laughs> Um, and I just think that also, even though I think sometimes we get down on ourselves and get confused and we go to those extremes of retirement or giving something up because acting is what we love. And so when you lose the joy in that, you think, oh, well, I don't love it anymore. And I don't think that's it. I think that, Yes, we love acting, we love performing, but you know what? I love doing nothing too. Mm -hmm. I love having a schedule clear so I can read a book. Uh -huh. I love not having plans. And I think if we had time for all those things, you would fall back into the loving of the acting again. That's the hope. I, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think that's, you don't love the thing. I think it's, you're not given space to love the thing. That's, you know, that is very profound. I'm glad that you said that. And I do, I mean, I have to admit, of course, because if, with this type of show that I'm currently doing, it 
gives me a lot of room to be stupid and, you know, break right. the fourth wall constantly. And I still love it when I can tell that people love me. You See? know what I mean? And and that's it. And like misery, um, you know, I couldn't do I couldn't do misery on Broadway if I had to do that show. Eight I mean, times I got a week. Ugh. Eight times a week. Fuck. And listen, I had fun. I loved being crazy. But that is t- fucking taxing. And mm-hmm. I kind of lost my voice towards the end. But those funnier shows where you can like, yeah. You just get that immediate yes. gratification of like, yes. they love me. Oh my yes. God, I'm killing That's it what I do love about improv and sketch shows is that you don't have to wait till you go out to see your friends after the show. They tell you right away. <laughs> and it's that instant gratification. And <clears throat> yeah, I just, I, yeah, you didn't lose the love for acting. You lost the space. You lo- your love for it is so big and you don't have that space to love it that much right now. And so it's kind of getting you down. Yeah. I mean, really, this pandemic has just, I mean, it's a, a number on everybody, but I mean. like it just is a new world that we're living in. And it's just because also coupled with all of that, I am getting older. I mean, we all are. Yes. And that is, and that is true for me as well. I have thought like, you know, ugh, there's fewer parts that I can do and. It is. Yeah. So that still is true. But God, we're not 80. You know, we've got fucking Judy Dench out here doing it still. So like, like, yeah, okay, we're older than 20, but we're not old. Like, we got to stop that shit because I think we we borrow trouble with that. But I'm but what I what I'm what I mean by that is like I'm getting older in terms of like coupled with the pandemic, like, like really illustrated how much I enjoy being home and how much I don't have to do the hustle. Yes. Pre pre pandemic. Yes. And there is something, and I think I've talked about it on here. I read, I did. I know I did. I read something about how women, when they get older, don't give a shit anymore because yeah. uh, Yeah. But I think that's true for everyone. Like you just get to an age where you're like, I don't have to put up with that shit anymore. And it's easier to put up your boundaries and stuff like that. And I think, and I said this in our board meeting yesterday too, I think that especially people like we've both had COVID, but did you lose your taste? You did for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you didn't have long haul COVID. You weren't in the hospital. Right. It wasn't, it was inconvenient and it sucked, but I don't think it was scary for you. Um, and the same with me, we have been very lucky. And I yeah. think sometimes when we look at others and we see how bad they have it or how bad it could be, we don't let ourselves be not okay. Cause we're like, well, it could be so much worse. That doesn't mean we're not fucked up. This is our bodies <laughs> are in stress mode all the time and we don't realize it. Yeah. And then when we do realize it and start to get upset, we stop ourselves because we're like, okay, now stop. You have food. You have what you, you know. Yeah. Roof over your head. You have heat. You have running water. Right. You start to list the things that you have. And it's like, yes, be grateful for those. That's great. That doesn't mean it's all peachy. You can still be fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like, you know, because (laughs) I think, do you suffer from depression? Mm -hmm. Suffer. Um, and i make everyone else suffer as well (laughs) yes and and i and i'm sorry to interrupt you um the reason i want to say it is because i realized i have all my life and i didn't realize it till i got on oh yeah yeah and i was like oh shit (laughs) so yes i do 
But it's that same thing that you're talking about. Like if people don't understand the ramifications of depression, then you get that. Well, cheer up. Like, what do you have to be yeah. sad about? Like yeah. you have and everything. Like, right. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, you don't think I fucking know that. Yeah. That makes it worse. And I yeah. don't want to feel like this. <laughs> when you get into those depressive states, it's so hard to get out of them and just nothing matters. And this is a good segue because I wanted to talk about Twitch today. Oh my God. That was so fucking shocking. Yeah. 100% shocking. He and his wife were just on Jennifer Hudson three weeks ago, probably. And the thing that I find so fascinating is just watching those videos they posted a day before he killed himself. I know. And seemingly so quote unquote, normal, regular, seemingly happy, just everything business as usual. And it's like, how do you go from that of the appearance of that Mm -hmm. to the very next day taking your life? And we don't know everything, obviously, but it kind of sounds like it blindsided his family as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of that. And I don't. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but. It, from the things that have been released so far and obviously that's not everything but like because with robin williams it's like after he passed his family was like yeah he was always kind of depressed he just didn't show you guys but with twitch so far and it's only been a couple days it seems like his family's like in fact his grandfather did say i had no idea i wow. am stunned and blindsided i had no clue then i mean i I have only known a few people who have taken their own lives and they, and they, none of them were like close friends to me. But I think in that instance, if it's a family member who you never saw any signs of, like, I can't even imagine the feeling. Of oh my God. I don't that. even want to imagine it. I mean, not yeah. that if you had seen signs, it would make it any easier. It wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have made a difference. Right. But it's just, I think the, the knowing versus the not knowing, I just think would be such like, if you, had no idea that someone was suffering yeah. from whatever they were suffering from t- enough to make them take their own life. Yeah. I was so surprised and it's just so sad. He just brought so much joy to so just, many people. Like you just look at him and you smile because he just he radiates. Was always smiling. Yeah. Yes. He radiated it. Yeah. Yes. And I, I saw something on TikTok as I often do. Um, where somebody was like, you know, always check on the friends that, you know, look all happy and blah, blah, blah. And yes, that's true. But I think we're getting out of hand with that as well, because you also need to check on the helpers, the the, the people that are always doing for other people, yeah. the people that you can always vent to, the people that are always the mediator, fucking check on them. Because I've had some dark days the past couple, not not recently, I got over it. But there was a day recently where I was like, you know what? I can't fucking do this anymore. And I would never, I, I, oh God, it's kind of hard to explain. I have that, I have enough going on that I would never. But there have been thoughts of like, Jesus, if everyone could just fucking shut up. And if the only way that everyone can shut up is me to check out, then maybe that's a good idea. I can't fucking take it anymore. Check on those people too. I mean, let's all check on each other. Like, it's just, it's just so, uh, if people are just mindful, also check on yourself, be mindful of yourself. What are you saying to other people? What are you doing for other people? 
what are you doing to other people? Like, just, I don't know, man. It's tough out in these streets in this economy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I feel, I mean, they have those two small children. I know. And I also, I always think this too, like, because it's so close to the holidays, like, that's just, will now forever be the memory, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Associated and, with Christmas. And and I, I'm about to say something that people will get mad at. And I understand this and I understand it's wrong to think. I, and I get it. I get so angry when people kill themselves. I get so mad because I think of his kids and I'm like, your kids have to live with that now. Your wife has to live with that now. You did this at Christmas. And you know, he had a little bit of forethought because he made the decision to go to a hotel. So none of his family would find him. Right. But somebody found him. Yeah. Yeah. And and they have to live with that. Yeah. 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 Your family didn't some other innocent person going to work probably hated their job anyway. Yeah. Has now found this famous person or any person deceased. Yeah. And you did that. And I get angry. I don't know why. I I haven't known anyone in my personal life to take their own life, but I do every time I I just get so mad at them. And I know I shouldn't, especially because I don't know them at all. Uh, and I know they can't help it, but I just oh god, like what are you doing? Yeah, I get I get that. I mean I mean obviously they there had to have been so much in internal pain to carry it out yes i come from a privilege point of not knowing how bad that can feel to not care about that stuff and i and i know that i see that yeah to not care for your two small children Uh, and i mean i don't want to say not care yeah he did but yeah yeah yeah. golly i just but that the pain outweighs his love for you know his family i know that's so sad and really when you think about it if it's that bad what could anyone do? Yeah. Especially nobody if doing. nobody, like if, you know, was apparently so well hidden, at least to the public, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I can't obviously have no idea what their marriage was like, but yeah. So good times. And I think people get sad and angry too. Cause it's like, wow, you were so happy and you did this and I'm never that happy. I think it scares people a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that I just feel so bad for him and yep. so bad for his family because yep. he did. He looked, and when you think about how sad he must have been and how happy he looked, God, that must have been exhausting. Yeah. That must have been so fucking exhausting all of the time. Yep. Okay, now I get it a little bit. He was probably just so fucking tired. <laughs> just so tired. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, <laughs> super <laughs> depressed. Happy holidays. Um, Happy so I'm going to switch gears because there's so much to talk about. So Fucking Entertainment cute. Weekly this week <laughs> released a ranking. Oh, God. Yeah, please. Because uh, Entertainment Weekly is always spot on with these. Of the 24. I don't know why it's 24. Because just to be irritating. Best Saturday Night Live cast members. Oh, and you know, I didn't look at this. I saw it and I was like, ooh. And you know what? I went, you know what? I don't want to be pissed off. So I'm not going to look Well, at this. yeah. So strap in oh, and God. get ready. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, but before we begin, did you see that Cecily Strong's last show was last night? Yes. I was like, oh, this was not enough. And I also, 
I, I give me any reason to be angry. Um, I always think to myself, like when someone retires at 49 years, it's like, why couldn't you go to 50? Just go to 50. What is wrong yeah. with you? Or like, why quit mid-season? Go to the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was strange too, especially to be like, oh, by the by. Right. Yeah, like it was like she made the decision like before walking out. Yeah. Stage. Oh, before I get to work, um, Lauren, um, <laughs> just so you know, real quick, I will not be here on Monday. <laughs> All right, we're gonna zip through this real quick. Twenty-four, Chris Parnell. Chris oh, okay. Parnell. Okay. Twenty-three, Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Twenty-two, Ad Bryant. Okay. Twenty-one, Fred Armisen. Now, I'm, I'm just backing this up now to see if it is isn't the last. No, it's of all time. Okay. All right. All, all time. I mean, I like Fred Armisen. Don't get me wrong. But, um, okay. All right. 20, Cecily Strong. Okay. 19. Oh, no, hold on. Let me stop. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. It's of all time. Uh-huh. And while we're at the bottom of the list, that's pretty heavily loaded with very recent people right okay go ahead yeah well just it's yeah so okay. it was all millennials making this list is what we're saying oh maybe i mean yeah may, yeah okay let's go but 19 jan hooks love jan hooks 19 she, sh- she should have been higher yeah 18 will forte 17 daryl hammond sorry get the fuck out of here yeah okay 16 adam sandler okay 15 andy sandberg 14 maya rudolph okay that's egregious 13 oh god Kristen wig 12 keenan thompson okay let me stop you And we're not even in the top 10 yet. I I personally love Kenan Thompson. I understand why people hate him. I totally get it. He, with all of the people from Saturday Night Live, he shouldn't have even made the list. And I love him. I love him too. But when it comes to talent, I love him for different reasons. He's charming. He is having fun. And that really resonates with me. But as far as talent... With the pool that he's coming from, he should not have made the list. And to be higher than anyone, aside from maybe Victoria Jackson, that is right ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all of... Okay, go on. Number 11, Chris Farley. Okay. Uh, 10, Dana Carvey. Okay. 9, Kate McKinnon. Okay. And I think we can say goodbye to women at this point. Uh, eight, John Belushi. No, wait. Okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Okay, I was about to have. There is one more woman coming up. Okay, okay, okay. Seven, I was about to fucking lose my shit. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Six, oh, Will Ferrell. He's not funny. Okay. Five, Gilda Radner. Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Four. Okay. Bill Hader. What? what? Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I too love Bill Hader. In fr- above Gilda fucking Radner? Yep. It's like 
12 year olds made this list and someone said, Hey, people really love Gilda Radner, put her towards the top. Yeah. And so they threw her in there so they wouldn't be murdered. Yeah. That is okay. Go on. He, what was he for? He was four. Number four. Number Jesus three. Jesus had a cross. I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> off. Okay. Bill Murray. Okay. Okay. Stop again. Stop again. <laughs> I, I too love Bill Murray. It's coming out that maybe he's a garbage person. Right. So I, 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 but if we're just talking comedic, I love him. That being said, I think he falls into the same category and people, a lot of people will probably disagree. I think he falls in the same category as Keenan Thompson. He gives something off. He radiates something that is funny to me, but he's a one trick pony. And that is cynicism as far as actual characters and stuff like that. Yes. He should obviously be on the list higher than Gilda fucking Radner or Kristen fucking wig or Kate fucking McKinnon go fuck yourself okay go on i agree with you go on number two phil hartman okay i will that is fine that is all right i will take that i will take that number one any guess oh god guesses i almost said guests okay it's a man Oh God, what a fucking (laughs) jock. And he's white. Is he white? white. (laughs) What? Is it Eddie Murphy? It is Eddie Murphy. Okay, here's the thing. He wasn't really my cup of tea, but I can accept that. I feel the same exact way. If this list, if women were higher, like Kristen Wiig, I would even say Maya Rudolph needs to be higher than she is. Yes. Then this list would not be so bad. But I would say this list (laughs) is egregious. If you're going through, I think they even say at the top of this list how many cast members there have been. Egregious. 160. They. I love AD Bryant. I love her, and she is a woman. So okay, I don't think she should have been on the list either. With the pool that they are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have 160 people to choose from. You have 160 people. I don't think Cecily, did you Cecily was on there? Yep. Yep. I don't think Cecily should have been on there, honestly. Like Jane Curtin? Well, maybe. I would, I would put Jane Curtin. Now, see, Jane Curtin's kind of a one trick pony, though, too. Yeah. I was, as I was saying, I I love the pony, though. Love it. Molly Shannon should be on this list. Shannon. Yep. Molly Shannon. No. What? Hold on. Well, I'm gonna do a goog <laughs> because I, I, I Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry should be on this list. Yeah. Uh, I can't even. Tina fucking Fay. Amy Tina Poehler. Faye? Amy Poehler. Right. Rachel right. Dratch. Rachel Dratch. Uh, But we got Bill fucking Murray. Oh, thank God. And Daryl fucking Hammond. Oh, my God. See, I I think he's really talented, but, you know, whatever. Well, at least a fucking Chevy Chase wasn't on there. That's why I thought you were going to say was number one. And a gas tire. And a gas tire. Yes. Okay, so here we go. I found a list from Screen Rant, and it's the top. Oh, fuck. I already hate this list. Fuck you. It's wrong already. <laughs> but it's the top 15 females of SNL. Ah. Let's see. What is it goes? What? 
it doesn't say if it goes best to worst. It must go worst to best. I'm going to say it goes worst to best, and you'll understand why in a second. Because the first one I come up with is Vanessa Barrett, who I, I can't stand her. She's terrible. Oh, I, I, again, like Casey Wilson, I like her much better not on Saturday Night Live. And I will have to check that out because Casey Wilson, I'm in love with her. And yeah. I fucking hated her on his own. Yeah. Aidy Bryant. Sherry O'Terry. Mm-hmm. Anna Gasteyer, who mm-hmm. is so underrated. She's underrated. So, and to go from SNL and then she was fucking Alphaba. Right. At an age when she probably shouldn't have been, but still fucking killed it. Yep. That's talent. Cecily Strong. Eh. Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman. I am so angry. Jane Curtin. One trick pony, but I love the pony. Got it so good. Yep. She's got a good pony. Shannon. Yep. Kate McKinnon. Rachel Dratch. Maya Rudolph. Kristen Wiig. Amy Poehler. And Gilda Radner's no T- Gilda Radner, and then Tina Fey is number one. Oh, interesting! I and can, Gilda Radner's number that, two. Though. I can see that. I will take that. I can yep. take that. That's you know, that's a good list. And then Amy Poehler three, and Kristen Wiig four, and then Maya Rudolph. You know what? See, ranked knows how to do it. Yeah. It's fucking Entertainment Weekly. Don't get me started. Entertainment Weekly just. <laughs> I follow Entertainment Weekly on uh, Facebook, and they just posted yesterday. See the first uh, stills from Netflix new show, Blockbuster Video or whatever. The show is just canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so people are commenting. It's not Entertainment Weekly. It's Entertainment Last Week. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> who was in charge of their social media yesterday? They did something else that was super untimely. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> um, Yeah, all those lists are, but don't get me. Don't get me fucking stop. Eddie Murphy, I can take. But Mike Myers wasn't on there, and I think Mike Myers deserves right. to be on there. Yeah. He had a lot of characters. Yeah. Um, Even like fucking Martin Short. Was Martin Short technically on SNL? Yeah, when he was Ed Grimley. Yeah, but I always thought uh, Steve Martin was, and he wasn't. He just hosted a lot. Yeah, like 16 times. Um. Okay. I put men of SNL and nothing came up. Women of women of SNL. It's like, here's all the women of SNL and here's their ranked. It's because it's easier. Um, oh, you know who should have been on there? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. really deserved a oh, shout out. Oh boy. <laughs> that cast was a fucking fever dream. It was fucking Oh my god, nightmare. that was the worst. The worst. All right. Well that that thank you for sharing it, but it was bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. <laughs> Um, we also just need to talk real quick about this mess that is DC Studios. So angry that they have pulled the plug on Wonder Woman 3. And we don't know what the status is. It Maybe it's done for a long while. Gal Gadot may not even be Wonder Woman anymore. So <laughs> did you hear the thing? And, you know, I don't really give a shit about DC. But this is all sorts of... so. <laughs> and I don't care about Henry Cavill either because he's really greasy looking to me. Um, he just radiates doucheness and I don't like him. Um, he quit his show. Uh-huh. The rit- the I almost said the richer. The richer. The richer. The richer. The richer. <laughs> because 
he was told that he was going to be Superman again and continuously. So he quit his show. It was given to uh, Liam Hems- Hemsworth. Uh, and then <laughs> James Gunn called him and was like, oh, hey, buddy. Um, so they shouldn't have told you that because I'm the new boss and they really should have run that by me because that is not the decision I'm making. <laughs> fucking let him go. So literally one day he was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to be Superman forever. And then the next day he was like, JK, 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 JK. Hey, hey, Netflix. What do you? Oh no, you're still gonna you're gonna honor Liam's contract. No, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh man, it's such a fucking mess. And like, it just they should have had the foresight years ago to like clean their house. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and I think better late than never. I guess. I guess, but it's like Marvel's <laughs> been doing this correctly for years. Right. It's like. I- and listen, James Gunn has great ideas, but in the Marvel Universe, he's got Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's not like they're even still going to come close to Marvel. They're going to be better. But he's no Kevin Feige. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm saying. I love that. That's exactly what I was thinking. God, it's no Kevin Feige. Meanwhile, in Joe's brain, who the fuck is Kevin Feige? <laughs> um, Oh, and the other thing that has been prevalent on the social media is because uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson did uh, Black Adam. And um, and like I said, the only thing I know about DC is Batman. And the only thing I know about Batman is, of course, uh, Michael Keaton and not the other guy. Um, uh, Val Kilmer, uh, which I forgot his name. Um, uh so I don't know a lot about DC, but apparently Black Adam is a villain from the Shazam universe. Ah. So for him to have a standalone movie that had nothing to do with Shazam is odd. And so then people are coming out and saying, well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson didn't give a shit about the actual character. He just wanted to be a superhero and he didn't care who. And that's why it's very odd. that. And that was the other thing about Henry Cavill is that he makes a cameo in Black Adam. Spoilers, I guess. Who watches DC? Anyway, <laughs> I'm shitting on all these people who watch DC. Um, Superman makes a cameo in Black Adam, which further told Henry Cavill, you know, hey, this is you. You're always going to be Superman, which that doesn't make sense. And then... The, Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh turned down a part in the next Shazam movie, which doesn't make sense because he's the villain for Shazam, but he didn't want to play second fiddle. So it's like I think that's part of it too, is they're casting these actors aside from Gal Gadot and that's about it. Cause I don't think Michael Keaton really falls into that whole DC thing i think batman was its own thing yeah long ago. um she's the only one her and chris pine because chris pine was in her movie that like they cast kind of assholes i think that's part of their problem yeah is they try to cast stars whereas marvel a lot of times not all the time obviously just cast the right person and then they become stars because of marvel and I think DC does it the opposite way. You don't care, but that's all right. It's a mess. However you look at it. 
And they're still, and oh, we're not going to do Wonder Woman. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know that she has boobs and a vagina, but right. let's let's move forward with the Flash. Yeah, this problematic asshole. This fucking piece of shit. Let's 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 have their movie. But you know what? Fuck Gal Gadot. Yeah. Which I, I would. I would. But uh yeah, DC's a fucking mess. Keep yeah. you can keep all your shit. Fucking keep your mess. Superman. Fucking mess. <laughs> What else? Shall we move on to the lady? Oh, or do God, you... we have a lady. To... <laughs> we still have a lady to talk about. We still... we 48 minutes. I know. Long one. <laughs> Sorry. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Let's talk about her. Who is she? So this week we are talking about Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. Not related to Jim Henson, as it turns <laughs> out. Oh, I forgot we did that bit. I just... <laughs> um, first memory of Taraji. I love it. Do you remember? Oh, God. I don't remember. I do. It was when she was nominated for her Oscar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I have never heard of this person before. Because I had not seen Benjamin Button. I still have not seen it. <clears throat> I have not seen it either. Um, but that was my first. I was like, I don't know who this person is. So, okay, yeah, no, I don't. not an auspicious beginning, but so Taraji Penda. I know is that Henson. super interesting? I yes. kind of love it. Uh, was born September 11th. Oh no, I'm sorry. 1970. In Washington D.C., she is 52 years old. Shut. Okay. Oh my God. I know. I know. And and can pass for 35. Um, yes, 100%. Mm. She's the daughter of Bernice and Boris Henson. Oh my Her- God, they sound like cartoon villains. I know. Like Ber- Bernice and Boris. Boris. <laughs> Uh, her mother was a corporate manager at Woodward and Lothrop, which was a Washington, D.C. area department store. Washington, D.C. Okay, I had to do it. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, and her father was a janitor and a metal fabricator. By the way, my information is coming from Wikipedia, People Magazine, Ooh. Ebony Magazine, and Ooh. Vanity Fair. Ooh. Um, she has often spoken about the influence of her maternal grandmother, Patsy. Who accompanied her to the Academy Awards the year she was nominated? I love it when people do that. So sweet. Uh, her first and middle names are of Swahili origin. Taraji means to hope, and Penda means to love. <laughs> um, according to some sort of <laughs> DNA analysis, her <laughs> some uh, it's of. some word I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sure, butcher sure. it. Um, her mother's side uh, mm-hmm. lineage can be traced to the Massa people of Cameroon. And she has said that uh, North Pole explorer Matthew Henson was the brother of her great, great grandfather. Sure. She attended uh, Oxon Hill High School in Maryland. Uh, and then she went to the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University where she was going to study electrical engineering. Oh, my God. Ultimately transferring to Howard University, where she studied a drama. I love, I love 
love how people do that. I know. You know I can either be uh, an engineer or <laughs> an actor. Or I can act. My brother, a, a double majored in music and theater, and then minored in aerospace engineering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wear, whatever tickles my fancy on that specific day is what I'm going to put my focus on. <laughs> whatever has the shortest line. <laughs> I mean, honestly, meanwhile, I'm like, hey, I can just act. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, as a child, she studied Betty Davis, Lucille Ball, Goldie Hawn, Diane Carroll, Debbie Allen, <gasps> and Carol Burnett, uh, the last of whom rendered her speechless uh, when the two of them met at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, my God. I can only <clears throat> fucking I would I would probably puke. Well, the experience was so extraordinary for her that she doesn't even remember who she was seeing at the Hollywood Bowl that night. <laughs> she met Carol Burnett. Oh, my God. I love that. To work or to pay for her college, she worked uh, in the mornings as a secretary at the Pentagon. Oh, casual. I know. And then she worked nights uh, as a singing, dancing waitress doing Tina Turner covers. Okay. On Sorry. A, on a, it gets better. On a dinner cruise ship. What? Called the Spirit of Washington. Stop all of the words you're saying. <laughs> I know. Which I imagine just cruised up and down the Potomac. <laughs> that is the First of all, if you work at the Pentagon, I would I like to think that you don't need a second job. I feel like once you have a job at the Pentagon, no matter what it is, you have a living wage. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. Clearly, that's not true. You know, America. But the <laughs> second fucking job. <laughs> on a dinner cruise ship. On a dinner cruise ship. On the Potomac. Potomac. <laughs> uh, and you're married to Jim Henson all this time. You would think I you know. You would think that Muppet money would come through. <laughs> Uh, in 1994, she gave birth to her son Marcel, who is not a shell with shoes on. I don't wait. Think. What oh. Marcel is a shell with shoes on? Oh God! Uh, I know. Sorry. Uh, his father was her high school sweetheart, Aww. William Lamar Johnson, and he was murdered in 2003. Well, Jesus, that sucks. I know. Upon realizing that she was pregnant while she was in college, she recalled thinking, "This is part of my journey." act accordingly <laughs> unwilling to compromise her education she marched up to her acting teacher and told him not to bench her from performances just because she was pregnant and he didn't when it came time to graduate so she accepted her diploma with her infant son in her arms stop stop it i know god damn it she is currently friend. not married she's never been married she says i ain't married <laughs> because I find the men I need to fix, and you can't fix anybody. In an interview with People Magazine, she opened up about the anxieties of being a mother to a black son because oh, of racism. Fucking imagine. She says, uh, Marcel has a really good heart. It's just hard to know that the world can pick him out and turn him into a monster at any given moment. God damn it. That's what I fear. That's something that I carry. I think every black mother does. Oh, God. Isn't that something? And you just don't like we as white people. Just it's never uh, even a thought. Yeah, like like to like to be terrified anyway because everyone's a fucking asshole, right? But then, it, like you're gonna worry about your children. Everyone worries about their children no matter what. And then if you're a person of color, there's added to that. Yeah. And then if it's a boy, it's like oh shit, like he could be walking through the park, yep. and yeah. that would be it. 
Yep. Just because somebody didn't like the fact that his hoodie was up. Yep. Yep. It's just, God, yeah, I can't imagine. Fucked up. Uh, She is a big supporter of PETA. Um, She is an advocate for mental health practices for the black community. She says, our vision is to eradicate the stigmas around mental health in the black community by breaking the silence and breaking a cycle of shame. Mm. We were taught to hold our problems close to the vest out of fear of being labeled and further demonized as weak or inadequate. In September 2018, she launched the Boris Henson Foundation, named for her late father, who Mm. suffered from bipolar. Mm. Um, And... Uh, that was following his return from the Vietnam war during an interview on CNN. She shared that the foundation would raise money and advocate for more culturally competent therapists in black communities who can address the generational traumas of African-Americans. She said, we need to lift this carpet up and deal with this dirt. Oh God. I want to be her friend. I know. Right. Uh, in February 2015, she posed in an ad for No Hate, uh, the No Hate campaign supporting the LGBT community. Um, she uh, is a vegan. Uh, she was engaged to former NFL player Calvin Hayden, uh, but they uh, ended their engagement uh, before anything went any further. And Before like, they got married, married is what you're looking for. <laughs> Before they did the thing that you do when you. <laughs> the end game of engagement did not happen. <laughs> In other words, they didn't get married. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and she identifies as a Christian and she considers acting to be a spiritual experience. <sighs> and that is what I have about. TPJ. No, TPH. <laughs> TPJ. That's what I have about TMJ. <laughs> and I got TMJ. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. All right. She received her SAG membership. Everything is from Wikipedia, you guys. Okay. If you came here for, for deep, deep research, you came to the wrong place. Uh, she received her SAG membership card in the early 1990s for doing three roles as a background performer. Her first prominent role was in the 2001 comedy drama film Baby Boy, where she uh, portrayed Yvette alongside singer Tyrese Gibson. In 2005, she was in the independent film Hustle and Flow. Oh my gosh. Hustle and Flow as Shug or Shug. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. The love interest of Terrence Howard, uh, who portrayed the male lead DJ. She made her singing debut in the film, which was nominated for two Academy Awards and won one. In 2008, she appeared with Brad Pitt in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, where she played Queenie, Benjamin's mother, and for which she received an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, In an interview uh, with the Chicago Tribune, she noted that Queenie is the embodiment of unconditional love. Henson acted in two Tyler Perry films, The Family That Prays in 2008, and I Can Do Bad All By Myself in 2009. In 2010, she appeared in the remake of The Karate Kid with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Terrible, terrible movie. Uh, You don't need to. I don't want to. Um, It's terrible. And listen, if we're being real, The Karate Kid itself wasn't, you know, a fucking masterpiece or anything. Um, But yikes. Yikes on bikes. Um, 
In 2011, Henson starred as Tiffany Rubin in the Lifetime Net- Movie Network uh, film Taken From Me, The Tiffany Rubin Story. It was based on true events of the life of New York woman whose son, Kobe, was abducted by his biological father to South Korea. Her portrayal of Rubin received positive reviews and earned her several award nominations, including a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Movie Series or... Nope, in a miniseries or movie. In 2012... Uh, Henson was in the large ensemble cast film Think Like a Man based on Steve Harvey's 2009 book Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Uh, she reprised the role in the film's sequel Think Like a Man 2, T-O-O, isn't that cute? Uh, okay. Released in June 2014. In 2016, Henson starred in the biographical drama film Hidden Figures, a major box office box office success nominated for numerous awards including three oscars best picture best adapted screenplay and best supporting actress for octavia spencer and two golden globes best supporting actress for spencer and best original score it won the screen actors guild award for outstanding performance by a cast and a motion picture in january 2018 she started in sony screen gems thriller crime film proud mary as a hit woman whose life is turned around when she meets a young boy who awakens the maternal instinct she never knew she had in march she started in the film tyler perry's acrimony as a faithful wife who after tiring of standing by her husband is enraged when she believes when she believes herself betrayed in november she voiced the character of yes in disney's and i say that because it has three yet S's uh, in Disney's Ralph Breaks the Internet, a sequel to the studio's Wreck It Ralph. In February 2019, Henson starred in What Men Want, based on the 2000 Mel Gibson romantic comedy What Women Want, as a female sports agent looking down upon her male colleagues who gains power to hear men's thoughts. In April 2019, she starred in the historical drama The Best of Enemies, portraying civil rights activist Anne Atwater. Hansen is also slated to start in and produce the Emmett Till story, a film about Emmett Till, a 14-year-old black Chicago teen who was abducted, tortured, murdered, and dumped in a river by two white men in rural Mississippi in 1955. Hansen will play Till's mother, uh, Mamie, which I don't know if it's the same thing, but she did not play his mother. Right, yeah. Maybe it's a different thing because they will make movies about the same thing 20 times, which for that um, is warranted. Uh, her television career she started in several TV shows including the WB's Smart Guy Fox's Series House and uh, CBS's CSI Crime Scene Investigation in 2006 she also started in an episode of Sister Sister uh, she's been on Lifetime's The Division Boston Legal Eli Stone um, in February 2014 several months after her last Person of Interest episode Henson was hired by Fox to star in Empire a musical drama set in the hip hop recording industry where she plays Cookie Lion opposite former Hustle and Flow co-star Terrence Howard who was the original um uh uh I forgot his name he was in Iron Man and then somebody else took over for him I, but I can't think of anybody's name right now. Uh, Fox ordered the pilot in May 2014, and the series debuted on January 7th, 2015, with positive critical reviews and wide commercial success. The role brought Henson widespread recognition and criti- critical acclaim. In July 2015, she was nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and submitted the show's pilot for Emmy voting. In 2016, she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress TV Series Drama for Empire. 
becoming the only becoming only the third African-American actress to take home the award after Gail Fisher and Regina Tyler. Wow. So she's done a lot of, and she played Miss Hannigan in Annie life. She did. She was great. And I can't, I did not see it, but I can imagine she was fantastic. And she's going to be in the forthcoming color purple musical. Which I'm super excited about. I don't know anything about the musical. Love the movie. Don't know anything about the musical. Yeah, I'm really excited about the musical. So, what film did you have us watch? I chose the zany comedy, (laughs) Hidden Figures. Okay. Which opened on Christmas Day 2016, directed by Theodore Melfi. I think you loved this movie. I do love this movie. Oh my god. That's good. I do. Well, um first of all, watching they're all so fucking spectacular. I am in love with all these characters. Well, not the white dudes obviously. Um but also I was always going to love this film because anything to do with space travel. Like I was on the I my eyes were misty the entire time. I used to want to be an astronaut. I never knew that. Oh my God. I would listen to this. If you guys knew what I looked like or acted like, you would think this was hysterical. My biggest dream was to be an astronaut and fighter pilot. I was going to be a fighter pilot first. I was going to be in the Air Force and I was going to go into the um, space program. That's what I wanted. That's so interesting. And uh, my dad was like, a couple of things. You are blind as a bat and you're fat and you have uh-huh. bad knees. Well, listen, they care about that stuff. You got to fit in the jet. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, and so any space movie, I literally, my eyes will be welled with tears the entire time. I just find it so fascinating and just, I love it so, so much. You too loved it. I love this movie. So goddamn much it was my favorite it still is my favorite film of 2016 i love it it makes me cry it makes me laugh it does all of the emotions but not like i don't feel like it tries to make you do those things i think it just um is so good and if you don't know uh it is the story of three um black women who are working at nasa in the early 60s um, and they are very, very smart women who don't get the credit they deserve. Um, Catherine Johnson, uh, who was played by Taraji P. Henson, uh, Mary Jackson, who was played by, um, and now her name just flew out of my head. Uh, uh, yes. Oh God. It's like on the tip of my tongue. She's a singer. <laughs> oh my God. Janae, Janae, uh, Monet, uh, Janelle Monet. No. Yes. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Janelle Monet. Right. Uh, oh my God. We are old. And then uh, Dorothy Vaughn, who was played by Octavia Spencer. Um, and then, it, you know, it runs the gamut of what you would expect black women um, getting treatment in the early 60s in a field predominantly dominated yeah. by men, by white it, men. It kind of, it, uh, the things that stuck out to me, God, I hate Jim Parsons. I just hate him so much. I just hate him so much. He annoys the absolute ever-loving shit out of me. I so don't hate him, but I feel like he there is a very specific thing that he can do. Yeah. Um, also, 
you know, there was that white savior aspect, but they didn't, they didn't make him. First of all, I looked it up. Kevin Costner's character isn't technically a true life character. They could not get permission to um, portray the real guy's life in the film. So they took three separate real life people and put it into one character that is Kevin Costner. Interesting. So the things that he did was actually was three different dudes who did that in real life. Um, uh, and it's sort of a white savior thing, but sort of not. He was still an asshole. Like he was still like a curmudgeon and like, but he was just a dude who was like, oh, that's stupid. Let's that's so they didn't pound that into your face. like. Well, without a white man. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, also, Kirsten Dunst. Woo! She can play a bitch, man. Oh, my God. I love her in this movie. So, I, I mean, love her, too. It's She's so different than any movie she's been in. Yes. And I should say I love her performance in this movie. Because she's yes. not an easy character to love. But no. I think she is so good in this. And I read that this is her highest grossing film outside of the Spider-Man movies, which is... That's hilarious. I know. Even Interview of the Vampire? No. Uh, the Vampire? I don't know. I, I don't even know. No, she is so... Her face... Because Kristen Dunst has an... Uh, not odd, but there's just something very interesting about her face. And you kind of overlook it, but it was perfect for this role. Does that make sense? Yes. And I watched this with Joe because he had not seen it before and I really wanted him to see it. Um, and I was like... We both said, like, I feel like... Uh, I really like her much more middle-aged than yes. younger. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's much so more good. interesting to me middle-aged. Yes. She's so good. So good. Oh, what was your favorite part? Oh, gosh. You know what? It's funny because I loved uh, when Octavia Spencer's character had that house party and I was just like, that seems like so much fun to just play the radio and just dance in the living room mm -hmm. uh, with all your friends. Um, I That's what sticks out to me. Um, I, I just, there's so much. I love when they're fixing the car. It's the very first thing that happens. Oh my God, fixing the, oh my God. I love when she leads her charge of women to, uh, to the IBM oh, room. I know. Oh. Um, there's just, I just, I love this movie so i so love much. it so much what's your I, favorite part my favorite part is when kevin costner's like where the hell have you been oh and she's like oh my god well, i have to go so to the good. fucking bathroom. she's so good because it's not you know it'd be so easy with that speech to sort of milk it right and she doesn't it's very real you can see like that would be a very risky thing for her to say. Yes. But you can totally believe that she would because of the way she does it. And she is so in tune with people. Yes, he's a curmudgeon, but she knows that in his own way, he does respect her and value her. And she knows he she can say this to him. Yeah. And I also loved I loved the secretary, the redhead. Uh-huh. I kind of loved her because I got the sense from her because she seems like a bitch, but the way that woman played it, I got the sense that she's just there playing the game and she knows how to play the game, mm -hmm. but she does love these women and she does 
hate the people she's supposed to hate. And she's just playing. So when she's like, he's not going to warm up to you. Yeah. I don't think she was doing it to be mean. I think she was doing it like, listen, you seem like a really nice person who needs validate, who might need validation. You're not going to get it. And I'm just warning you now. You deserve it. You're not yep. going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I loved her. I actually liked Kevin Costner. And let me tell you something. Woo! That's that's no that's no easy feat. Okay. I love Kevin Costner. I do. I do. You know, I can I can understand. I will never forgive him for his performance in Robin Hood. In Robin Hood, loved. yeah. Oh my God, it's just so bad. It's just so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And yet I also kind of love it because it's like, who let that get to print? Like he's <laughs> sort of British in the first scene. Yeah. And then it just goes in and out. <laughs> Man, me to have this bit. <laughs> when he's talking to morgan freeman at some point he says um uh oh god what's the line god you're in english country (laughs) 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 he just went the opposite of an english fucking accent and it's who like i could just imagine the director of the producers being like listen this is good as it's gonna fucking get alan rickman is sick and great and sexy fucking release it we can't make kevin Costner <laughs> cut and print just print it just put just give rickman more scenes i don't know what to tell you when he had a dialogue coach okay i don't know what to tell you <clears throat> but he's really good in this movie he's he's understated and he just yeah. plays a dude. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've always liked him, and I agree. I think he's really good in this as well. So good. And you know what? He keeps his shit tight. Keeps his body tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Taraji was signed to do the movie, she met with the real-life Katherine Johnson, who was 98. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Years old at the time to discuss the character. Um, and she learned that... Katherine Johnson graduated from high school when she was 14. Oh, my God. Graduated from college when she was 18. Oh, my God. And after the film was screened for her, for the real life Katherine Johnson, Mm -hmm. uh, she expressed her genuine approval of Taraji's portrayal. But she wondered why anybody would want to make a film about her life. Oh, my God, ma'am. Right? And... and Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. She passed away on February 24th, 2020 at 101 years old. And ma'am, even if it didn't have anything to do with your race, someone that smart. I mean, I can't even imagine. I, I don't even know what it feels like. I can't even imagine what it feels like to be that smart and know you're that smart and have the confidence to be like, yes, if you give this to me, I will get the correct answer. And not only that, like having that confidence to like, I can solve this for you, but also on top of that, being a woman and being a black woman in the sixties, having that confidence on top of that confidence is bananas to me. I mean, and is it her? I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't know if it was her or I feel like it was one of the characters, one of the real life women from Hidden Figures. One of them, I think it was her. 
John Glenn wouldn't fly unless he unless she verified the calculations. Yes, that's really true. Um there I, was oh I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just I read that it of course did not happen as he was about to get onto the rocket. Well, I <laughs> it was like yes, a week I, before I, or something. Yeah, I I I don't think they would ever do that. <laughs> you know what? Hold up. I know I've got the suit on and this little weird briefcase <laughs> for some reason, but uh <laughs> I've got to talk to Catherine real quick from atop this fucking spacecraft. Um I don't know if it was her or one of the other two women. It might have been Octavia Spencer's character one of them was calculating things while giving while in the hospital giving birth oh wow and i can't remember which one of them it was and i know someone out there is yelling the answer at us yeah there was a flight going up and they needed verification and she happened to be giving birth and so she did it there while in active labor wow and of course got the calculations right wow that's amazing. I also love another one of my favorite parts was just the whole IBM thing. <laughs> that computers used to be that big. I know. So crazy and could do, I'm sure, so little. So you know? little. And they were that big. And I love the point where Kevin Costner's like, did anyone measure it? <laughs> um, because I, it, scenes like that always make me think of my dad because that's when he started in computers, when computers were still that big. That's like crazy. he was an Octavia Spencer, basically. My dad, um, you know, couldn't send an email, but whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love, I love this movie, but you know, a lot of it is so. Uh, people were such fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other reason I love that scene is she's like, and you won't, and you don't want to touch the coffee because right. I've touched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't even. I just can't even imagine. I would like to think that I would be better than that if I lived in that time, but who yeah. who know? I mean, it's just so fucking ingrained and brainwashed and oh god, but people suck. Yep. Also, yep. this is very trivial and very stupid, but the bold lipstick that those two wear, Octavia Spencer really doesn't, but uh Janae and uh, uh Taraji, the lipstick that oh my god, they look so good. Yeah. Janelle Monáe is beautiful fucking gorgeous fucking talented yep yep i love their the three of their friendship mm -hmm. oh yes no i love this movie i love it i love it i fucking Yay. love it it's on disney plus everybody go watch it even uh, if you've seen it watch it again watch so it good. it's so good so so good and what was your pick my pick was oh my god an hour 18 into this what <laughs> men want and you, you liked it. I fucking loved it. Oh, you did? I did. I loved it. Wow. I loved it. I loved it. You liked it. I, I really liked it. I, I loved it. And it's all her. It's yeah, all her. 100%. 100%. I, when I sat down to watch, I'm like, well, at least it's going to be an hour and a half. I'm like, oh my God, it's an hour and 57 minutes. It didn't feel like that. It does all. not feel like that at all. I really enjoyed myself. If yes, if it were anyone else, I I don't think I would have liked it. But she is so good. Uh it was uh released in 2019, uh directed by Adam Shankman, starring Taraji P Henson, Aldous Hodge, Josh Brenner, Erica Badu. 
Oh my god. So fucking great. My so please tell me you watched through the credits. I did. Oh my god. I that was all improvised. It had to be all improvised. And the fact that she improvised that, holy fucking shit. The minute she came in, I'm like, who is that? Who is that? And I had to look her up. I'm like, oh my god, that's Erica fucking Badu. And so because I was like, oh god, this crazy bitch, what is she gonna do? And she was amazing. So amazing. Um, that's what it is. Why do I say amazing? <laughs> and Tracy Jordan, Tracy Jordan, Tracy Morgan, who I love, but I, he's another one of those guys. Like, <laughs> I just adore him so much. I adore him too, but I could see why people would be like, Jesus, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I can see. But that, I, but love, I him. love him. Yeah. But he radiates kindness he really does and he radiates he loves life and he loves what he's doing and he's just silly and And, yeah and he just loves it he just loves what he's doing um so this is actually um sort of a remake of the as i said in her credits the uh um mel gibson movie what women want which i don't think i would ever watch because i probably would find it offensive i saw it and it's terrible uh, and Helen Hunt's in that too, isn't she? Yeah, your favorite. Christ. Um, I now I don't think men and women feel the same way about these things. Um, did you find any of the men's thoughts? Did you go, oh come on, men don't think? And you're a gay man, so it's going to be a little different, I would think. Was it any? Was it any of it like too stereotypical and offensive? Does that I mean, make sense? I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't take it like that, but I also took it like just the kind of movie that it is. Sure, sure, so like sure, I didn't sure, sure. Really... I asked that because I feel like if I watched the Mel Gibson one, I'd be like, women don't fucking think that. Sure. And, of absolute shit. Yes. And I think I would probably agree with you there because it's also from, you know, 25 years ago or whatever. Sure. Plus it's so Mel fucking different. Gibson. Right, Plus it's right, right, made right. by men. I'm sure written right. by men, directed by men. So, right. yeah. Right, right. Um, she is an agent at a uh, sports agency, and uh, she Erica. <laughs> they have like this girls' night for one of her friends' uh, bachelorette parties, and Erica Badu. <laughs> she's a, what is she? She's a psychic. She sells weed, yeah. but she does something else too. Is that the only two things she does? I thought uh, there was another. Oh, she, her office is in the back of a hair salon, hair salon slash right. something else. <laughs> and <clears throat> I, they never say what it is. It's just a tea, but I believe it's, you're supposed to think it's ayahuasca. Yeah. Or do they say it's ayahuasca? Mm, they think they ask her at one point if it's laced with, that was one of the options. Yeah. And uh and then she hits her head and she has the ability to read men's minds. Um one of my favorite things, and he's another one that I really can't I don't understand why people like him, but I liked him in this movie, was um uh Pete Davidson. Yes, that was the first note I took. I'm like, oh my god, he is adorable in this movie. Him playing a gay man. Yes. So ador you it's he doesn't do any stereotypical nope. bullshit. He's just Pete Davidson, who happens to be gay, and he is so sweet. Yep. And genuine. 
He's still Pete Davidson, goofy. Yeah. He looks like he hasn't slept in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But you can, it's totally believable that he loves this other guy. It's yeah. so cute. I love him so much. Yeah, I thought he was so great. Because of the first time I saw him when he showed up, I was like, oh, boy. But yeah. yeah. No, he's so sweet. So sweet. And Wendy McClendon Covey is, shows oh, up. My- love in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoiling, I'm spoiling, I'm spoiling, I don't care. But she's like, I don't actually like going to church. I just watch it on TV. So whoever happens right. to be on, it's like, what? <laughs> that fucking you have to watch the end credits. And it had to have been improvised. It had to have been. Yeah, I I imagine it had to. Have so been it's as well. even more impressive when you're looking at Erica Badu going, she's a fucking improviser, y'all. Like she's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love this movie. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, oh, I, and the and the and the I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. The, no. the the good guys are genuine. This is another thing that I loved. The good guys are genuinely good. Yes. Yeah, and there were some surprises as to who is a good guy in this movie. Yes, oh, and I love that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I lo- and that's the thing too. It's like these people that are like, yeah, they can have asshole thoughts, but they're good people. Yeah, and and maybe our protagonist isn't that great, and so the thoughts they're having to her are 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 justified. Yeah, yeah. And I also love the sex scene. <laughs> The what? The sex scene. Oh, with Captain Fantastic. <laughs> no, with her boyfriend. Well, Captain Fantastic, yeah. But no, her boyfriend, when he's like, whoa, whoa, oh, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> she's clearly <coughs> really bad in bed. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> but the fact that he's still so into her, even though the sex is fucking terrible <laughs> and oh and that's so the way that ends up is so sweet oh, i just no i love this movie i thought it was great i loved both movies it was a great week yeah i agree i agree i was very pleasantly pleasantly surprised with this one because i did not have high hopes neither neither did i, I was like well and hidden figures i knew i would love and hidden figures is um like i c- i can watch it again i wouldn't watch it a lot the 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 and it's true life racism and the people being assholes it's a lot it's like jesus these fucking so it's uncomfortable um but this movie you can have the the, what a man what men want you can have in the background you can watch it Uh, it's just great they're both great and she's fucking underrated yeah and I think should have been nominated for an Oscar. I think uh, uh, Janelle, Janae uh, should have been nominated. I think all three of them should have been nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I think they were marvelous. So great. Yeah, she is so amazing. And yeah, underrated because she's not like what I would figure most people like most go to like, oh, Taraji right. should be doing this or whatever. But right. yeah, she's she amazing. Amazing range. Yeah. Oh, love her. Want to be her friend. Yeah, she's awesome. It was a good week. It was a real good week. Real good week. Yep. All right. So what are we doing next week? Oh, my gosh. We're almost at an hour and a half. It's our longest one ever. Um, Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have to figure this out. But we're going to celebrate the Queen of Christmas. And we're going to watch Glitter. Oh, my God. 
But we have to watch it together. Together, we have to. So we're going to have to figure it out because it's going to be a crazy week coming up. But that's what we're going to do. Oh, my God. Is this week Christmas? It's no. a week from today. Fuck you. Seriously? Mm-hmm. This is un. Well, half of me is like, thank God, let's get this the fuck over with. And the other part of me is like, Jesus, I can't do this. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm free. You don't have to worry about me. I okay. can do whatever. Um, Not tomorrow i have the kid we might only can do tuesday or wednesday we'll talk anyway okay um oh yes let we oh this is gonna be good and by good i mean oh yeah it's been a long time since i've seen this movie i've never it seen is, it oh my god it is terrible in the best fucking way in a xanadu type of way even better than that because it's ah! worse than that and and uh and uh abiji isn't in it much like a BG no, isn't in no. Xanadu either. <laughs> it is free of Gibbs. <laughs> free Much of like Brothers Gibbs. Also, Xanadu, which I went my whole life thinking it was full of Gibbs, and it's not. It is Gibbless. <laughs> Gibbless. Uh, well, uh, thanks for sticking through to the end. If you have, you can write us an email at uh, three funny ladies at Gmail. Uh, follow us on the Instagram through Funny Ladies Podcast. Send in your dick pics. <laughs> and we'll be back at it again next week. Okay. Oh, and will this be after Christmas? Next week's be released after Christmas? Uh, this will, no, because this is, this is going out tomorrow. Correct. Yeah. Yes, but next, but will we but see yeah, them? We'll, so, yeah, no, this will be, yeah, so Merry Christmas. So, Merry, that's what I'm trying to show. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. If you Happy don't, Monica. Can I join you? Um, uh, yeah, just have the best, the best holiday or non-holiday you can have. Yeah, so Mariah Carey will drop the day after Christmas, but still in the spirit. Oh, I think it is. Per- I think that's perfect, actually. Yeah, yeah, love it. Okay, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, bye. Mm, bye.